This is the Rough and Tumble Podcast, Episode 8. If you enjoy the content, please consider subscribing to our Patreon. We update that with new content pretty regularly. Um, we've also got an Instagram that we're still trying to push. We just reached 100 followers and we're trying to get some more. You can listen to us on YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, as well as Google Play. Please consider leaving a, uh, a review and a rating for iTunes so we can uh, grow there. And then this episode, we're going to be talking about Kevin Ives and Don Henry, the boys on the track. Um, it's a conspiracy theory involving Arkansas and the Clintons. And we're going to be talking about that as well as having a special guest on this episode because Mitch is out of town. Um, we'll also be covering the Menzingers' new album, Hello Exile, as well as POS's 10-year-old album, Never Better. So let's get into the episode. You're listening to the Rough and Tumble Podcast. Five, All right, Mitch, why don't you start with uh, telling us what you've been doing in Colorado, what you're out there for? Well, I actually just got in today, um, and uh, I drove – I went and visited my mom in Louisiana yesterday and left this morning at like uh, – um, it was like 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and I just drove straight here. It's a 14-hour drive. Um, that's brutal. I haven't been to sleep yet, so. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's probably really yeah. So um, in lieu of you being gone, uh, I wanted somebody to talk to you on the podcast. So I brought my girlfriend, uh, Lizzie Kaligi, onto the show, or also known is that as. How you say your last name? It's Kaligi. Kaligi, like, yes. Ka- like Caligula. Like Kaleg hi, but Kaligi. Kaligiga. <laughs> that's right. Perfect. You got it. Yep, nailed it. <laughs> that's about how everybody nailed says it. it. So yes. <laughs> you can just call her Bop. That's what uh, that's what I call her. So not on the show. Yeah, no, I was we calling have her that the other day. And, and then I realized that's probably like a pet name. And now there's two guys in the house calling her Bop. Yeah, we can share. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. Thanks for asking if you can share me. Yeah, it's fine. I thought you agreed to it. Not a lot of people know this, but um, Bop is actually. The number one crossy road player in the entire world. There's... Actually, number two now. Oh, number two. Okay. Yeah. She was number one, though. If you don't remember what crossy road was, it was like Frogger. That was like never ending. And uh, Bop oh, is wow. the number two ranked in the world. <laughs> That's not I'm a not, joke either. I'm not ranked number How two How did in you the get world. into that sport? Uh, it's It's been a lifelong dream. Um, just recently, I've gotten number two, so I'm I'm pretty excited uh, it, it takes a lot of hard work. So you, you know, bullshit me right now. If you're dedicated, you can probably get to number three. But if you're extraordinary, you get to number two. <laughs> She's not <laughs> bullshitting. <laughs> she 100% every single night. She will sit on her phone and no, no, play. No, no, not every night. I switch between Mario. And oh Crossy yeah, she's Road. been trying to be at Mario. Now, how do you Mario. know that you're? How do you know you're number two in the world? I, I don't know. I'm number two in the world. Johnny just says that. No. But you you get ranked every day by how how far you get. And right now I'm number two, but usually I'm number one. She so. won't she won't go to sleep at night until she's gotten uh, into the leaderboard. Yeah. Like damn near every night. It's ridiculous. I have to get num- at least into the top three. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Is it just you and like a bunch of old ladies in a bingo hall somewhere? I think it's like a bunch of old men. And then like 15-year-olds. 
probably a, a bunch of now like... the fifty-year-olds are too busy playing fucking Call of Duty. Yeah. What's that other thing you guys play? Fortnite. Fortnite. I don't. I don't play any of those games. Johnny wants me to do a a Twitch video with him, and it's just going to be a whole video of me losing my fucking shit. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. I would love that. Johnny just wants people to watch him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he sent me a video. It literally said, "Hey, watch me." Yeah. Oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> it, was, it was me shaking my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it was. He, he was squatting over a, uh, a, a a bucket of water. It was really weird. Yeah, it um, was weird. Were you wearing a cowboy hat? <laughs> cowboy hat. And somehow you made the video black and white. <laughs> oh, How good. much did you get paid for that? It was, it was good money. I'm not going to lie. At least a thousand? Yeah. Okay. At least. You know my standards. I'm not going to go below that. Um, right. The yeah, I totally lost what we were talking about. We got off Johnny on, in a corner. We got off on Crossy Road, and then yeah, I kept you thinking you were saying me. CrossFit Roads. Yeah, CrossFit Roads. That's I thought Lizzie was like a like uh, a CrossFit champion or something. No. No, I don't do CrossFit. The end. But we can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So after. I've gotten a lot of feedback from the last episode. I'm sure you have too. I haven't. Nobody said a word to me. Oh, really? I guess they've realized that you're the leader of all this and that I'm just like the sideshow Bob. Well, I mean, you are <laughs> you are on the phone right now and not here in person, so. <laughs> I'm on a business trip. Yeah, I'm on a business trip. <laughs> this is this is to grow our business. <laughs> Um, I'm out here making connections. I'm yeah. trying to figure out how to start an LLC in Colorado. <laughs> uh, the the funny thing was like at this tournament at the AGF in Conway, um, I hear I hear people talking about it, like across the mats. Like I heard somebody telling another person, "Oh, that's Johnny. Have you heard his podcast yet? Have you listened to his podcast?" Blah, blah, blah. Seriously? Yeah, dead serious. And I was like, "Oh, this is so cool. Like they don't even know that I can hear him right now." <laughs> So I was pretty. Excited I thought the about conversations that. would be more like, "Hey, isn't that Mitch's friend Johnny? Have you listened <laughs> to Mitch's podcast?" <laughs> nope, that's not how it went at all. They were like, "God Dude, damn it, now it sucks." I don't even I really remember. I don't even remember the other guy that he does it with, but Johnny's great. That's all I heard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've had like lots of good feedback, and I think um, an important thing that we didn't express, and maybe we should start uh, making like a disclaimer before we have people on. The opinions expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the opinions of the people, of the hosts of the podcast. No, um, you're, you're exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> we do, however, encourage them to express their opinion to the furthest extent possible. <laughs> Absolutely. I do want, like, you know, I do want everybody to be able to fairly express themselves um, because, like, I have some freaking crazy ideas, too. And so I know that. And... Uh, I want people to hear about it, so I don't see any reason why other people, as long as it's not destructive to uh, to somebody, then I'm happy with it. I think we've been okay. Um, but yeah, Bryce was Bryce was uh was great to have on the episode. That was he did a really good job. He gave us even more content for later episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that actually like led into um this one. We kind of started doing. We want to start doing conspiracy theories. Uh, That's right. Lizzie thinks that, uh, excuse me, Bob, I'll use her Christian name. Please don't call her. Um, she, don't use my slave name. <laughs> uh, she thinks that maybe conspiracy theories are a little bit 
overdone. Like we've, you know, everybody's tired. Not, of no, no, it. no, not necessarily all conspiracy theories. Just this particular one. I feel like a lot of people already know or have their own opinions of already. Well, yeah, it happened in 1978, so I would assume that they had plenty of time to figure it out. 1987. And, and I also, I think most of the people collectively <laughs> agree on on one outcome. One, one theory. It's not like it. so polarizing as like other conspiracy theories that you hear about. Yeah, that's true. So what the, people that are wondering what we're talking about, uh, we're we're looking at Kevin Ives and Don Henry, the boys on the tracks. Um, they're a part of the Clinton. Hillary, Bill and Hillary Clinton, uh, quote unquote, murders that are connected to them, uh, kind of loosely, but there's a, there's a, yeah, they were super loosely related to, to the, uh, Clinton hits, hit, uh, hit list. Um, but if anyone has seen, um, what is it? Made in America was the, was the movie about, uh, um, Oh, with Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, with Tom with Cruise. Billy Seal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's essentially what. So basically, these two, this fifteen and sixteen year old boy, witnessed one of those drops that you see in the movie. Now, in the movie, it shows them doing it over some swamp or something in New Orleans, um, and then they start doing it around here, or I'm sorry, around there in Saline County. But um, supposedly, the boys were there when one of the drops took place. Is it that specifically or is it just drug related in general? No, it was actually legitimate. It was like directly connected. Uh, what they would do is these, these uh, seal would fly his, his plane like 200 feet off the ground along these railroad tracks. And then he would drop them along that route. So they would just fall onto the tracks instead of just falling randomly into the woods. Um, and so one of the, um, the leading prosecutors was supposedly out there with another individual and they were there to claim some of the drops. The pro- the prosecuting and, attorney was later um, put in prison. Yeah. He's yeah. twice. He was put in prison twice mm-hmm. um, for weird shit too. He was put in, he was put in prison in Sheridan for selling pain pills. Mm-hmm. Like how the hell do you like, I know high school kids that are doing that. And this guy went to law school. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So here's, a th- here's a, uh, uh, a little thing about the, uh, so the, the Billy seal stuff, is that his name? Barry, Barry seal, maybe Hold Barry on. seal. Yeah. Barry seal. Um, so he, what he did was he was running drugs through the Mina airport, which is a Southern Arkansas town. Um, and the theory is that the boys came, upon one of Barry Seal's packages. The problem is with this theory is that I don't think it might have been a similar um, case. However, Barry Seal was murdered in 1986. Um, in New Orleans. By the, uh, by Medellin cartel. By the cartel. Right. Um, Interesting. By Hitman. So he, I don't think that they could have necessarily stumbled upon one of Barry Seals specifically, but definitely but def- the operation itself, I suppose then I guess, Barry- well, yeah, because Barry Seals started the operation. If you watch the movie made in America, he had, he recruited three to four other pilots. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yep. You know, um, well, and even at that, I mean, if, if they stopped operations, they could have easily still stumbled upon something after a year of being closed, you know, 
Right. Um, and then the same thing or something very similar happened a few years earlier in Oklahoma. Oh, did it? I didn't know about that. Remember yeah. we were yeah, listening sure to that? Yeah. So I think the coincidence, I think there's too many too many instances where things are too similar. Um, Definitely, yeah. The, the thing that sold it for me, so there's like a, we really jumped right into this conspiracy theory. Look at us on. go. Uh, <laughs> um, the... The death of the witnesses, that's like, yeah, that is Which the is typical number Bill one Clinton. selling thing. Like, that's typical Clinton stuff right there. Uh, typical Bill. Dude, I tell you, <laughs> every time I run into Bill, he's he's got another list of murders he's racking up. <laughs> he's the only person I know that's ever um, convinced somebody to commit suicide by shooting themselves in the back of the head twice. <laughs> yeah. It's the um, weirdest shit. Right. <laughs> the, so, speaking of which, mm-hmm. um, the coroner. The, uh, that worked for the, the state of Arkansas uh, when one of the moms um, was wanting to reopen the case. Well, the coroner had done his um, his autopsy report, and he deemed it he deemed it um, an accident. He deemed he said that they had died, but from getting so he he said they smoked twenty two joints of marijuana cigarettes. No, twelve. Now I have it right here. It's right in front of me. It says twenty. So 20. We'll, 20. we'll average it to 20. Wikipedia read, article says 20. I read 12. Uh, regardless, I've done some experimenting in my days. <laughs> and I've, ne- <laughs> I I've never agree. just Impossible. passed out on a railroad track. Well, well first of all, so, how would you have enough money to buy that many joints of marijuana? Yeah, that's a how, lot of freaking how money. How old were they? Where 17? would you carry 16, that? 17. Like, yeah. I mean, Let's what's... think logistically. Like, is there an ammo pouch of just like... <laughs> joints yeah pocket you know, full of like, joints. who carries 20 joints on them at a time that's yeah that's yeah. insanity no. um that would never this is also 1987 when that kind of story might might fly where people were like oh yeah, yeah they're the on marijuana still not you know <laughs> yeah marijuana cigarettes they were crazy on the on the <laughs> reefer they were on the marijuana cigarettes what i like to pretend is that it wasn't 22 or 20 small joints <laughs> they were sitting around smoking one giant a giant circumference joint yeah they put they put 22 together and made a mega joint <laughs> they did they wrapped it in duct tape also and then they passed out on the tracks also 1987 i wouldn't put it past that era for kids to be doing that because my parents were doing a whole lot of that um, well, 1987, I was in the womb. So yeah, they were smoking a whole lot of weed in 1987. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, like I wouldn't put it past that, that timeline. So we, yeah, we haven't even described actually what the incident that took place was, uh, that led to their death. And yeah. basically, uh, these two boys went out hunting uh, they, I read one story that they they picked up a couple of other friends that went with them. Is that correct? Did anybody else read yes, about that? Yes, there, there. Well, there were a couple of witnesses that were on the tracks as well that saw. Yeah. What happened? Happened. One of them is very not credible, and we'll go into right. that. The rest of them are pretty credible. Um, but anyways, the two boys, from what I understand, picked up some friends and they went hunting. They had a twenty-two rifle with them. They went hunting. Um. And then, you know, is oh, they were going spotlighting, um, and they which is illegal, right? That's exactly what I said. Was it illegal back then? It. Oh yeah, it's been I'm, illegal I'm since sure. the caveman days. Oh, yeah. since cavemen were okay. Yeah, cavemen yeah, weren't allowed was... to flash flashlights into That's the right. woods and shoot people. 
Or shoot. Everybody uh, knows guys. that, Lizzie. That's unfortunate. Shoot okay. fucking animals. Jesus. Bad guys, people. We're shooting everybody. Hmm. Um, Amateur. Cavemen. Did I tell you what? The So anyways, later on at f- about 4 a.m., a train comes barreling down the tracks, sees two boys laying motionless on the tracks. They're honking the They're horns. They're actually jerking each other off. <laughs> There it is. Is that, is that why they I died? I wasn't Dude, we we literally just hit the 15 minute mark, and we went 15 minutes without a single, <laughs> without a single dick joke. Like I'm looking at the timer. It's currently 15 minutes and 15 seconds. It wasn't a dick joke. That was a that was a masturbation. A, a masturbation joke. joke. Okay. <laughs> That's our new record. We're gonna have a. We need to have like a. A thing on the wall that says we've gone 15 whole minutes without, <laughs> without a dick joke. <laughs> that would be awesome. Anyways, back to the story of these two boys' horrible death. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they honked the horn a bunch of times. Couldn't get it. They just didn't move and uh, ran them over because they were high on the ci- on the marijuana cigarettes. They were had yeah. They had smoked 20 cigarettes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they just led to their death. Terrible. But the thing that sells it to me the most is the. And I'm gonna read. I hope this is not like illegal. I'm gonna read straight from Wikipedia. If you want, it's to. not illegal. That's a public source. It's open source. Oh, okay. This is where everyone should get their information from. By the way, you can actually go in there and edit it. You can actually you can actually change one of the kids' names to Johnny Wester if you wanted. We should. Somebody go do, do that. Somebody go. Somebody. I want somebody that listens to the podcast to go and uh, put me. List me as a murder under the death of witnesses for the, for the Wikipedia article. Uh, send me a screenshot of that. Um, we will post it on the podcast too. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Give me a good. Give me a good death. The one that sold it the most to me was Keith McCaskill. I'm reading it straight from the Wikipedia article. November 1988 claimed that he was present at the train tracks, but began to voice concern that he had given his information to the wrong people. McCaskill yes. made his own funeral arrangements in apparent fear for his life and said goodbye to friends and family. McCaskill was then stabbed 113 times on election night in 1988. That's terrifying. <laughs> right. And and so even more so, um, so going back to the corner we were talking about earlier, um, and I don't have the, I don't have his name in front of me. Um but he was the so he said that he ruled it an accident. He said those guys, those Dr. kids smoked. Doctor Femi Malik. Yes, because he was from Egypt, and um, he actually blamed being from Egypt as to why people were at, were chasing after him. And so, um, classic. He deemed it an accident. And he said that no, those boys smoked twenty marijuana cigarettes and got ran over by a train. I love how aggressively we're all saying cigarettes. Cigarettes. No, it's only Mitch who's saying it like that. <laughs> And um, and so, but then they did. The mom pulled a second opinion, and found that the uh, one of the boys had been hit in the face with a rifle butt. It, it was like caved his skull in. Yeah, they so had, had a blunt trauma. It was blunt force trauma. Um, and Which, but at the same time, when dude, when you get run over, I guess if you're laying sideways on the tracks, maybe that won't happen. But like. Dude, how sure, can you tell? How can you tell what the fuck happened when you've been run over by a train for a mile? I don't either. I, I don't know. I do know that they fucked up the investigation so bad that when they were cleaning up the crime scene, they left one of the kids' feet at the crime scene. I had to go oh, back and wow. get it. Yeah. Wow. That's so like insane. if you 
the guy was like, there was four of them, right? There were four feet when we. <laughs> the guy's like, we only have three. <laughs> he's like, just... God damn it, Carl! Every time. Dude, last week you left hands. This week you're leaving feet. This is unacceptable. Uh, he One probably more. got promoted after that. One more that. time, and you're out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I just, I just picture them like getting back to the police car and literally going, "There were four of these, right?" <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, Recount them, boys. <laughs> count them back up. Start over. Do they all have and their start. toes? <laughs> they, I guess. Um, <laughs> and so, um, the the corner was was said that they the it said that the corner had sawed uh the boy who got hit in the face had sawed his uh jawbone and skull into so many pieces for no reason that you almost could not distinguish any um uh cause of death uh in that in on his face like there was no reason for him to saw saw it up but what my favorite part was is i looked into other autopsies that he had botched up Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he (laughs) one of them um the guy's head he was he was his his kappa was detated so like he was decapitated completely decapitated Mm -hmm. and um he ruled it uh he said the guy died of an ulcer i'm not even drinking i'm not making that up (laughs) <laughs> the ulcer is so bad his head fell off. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, and I got so, a headache. <laughs> so the it, the coroner's report literally reads that he died of an ulcer in his stomach, but his head was cut off. And then he tried to say, "No, it's because the guy's dog ate his head off." Oh my god! But that's not true. And then the other one was deemed an accident. Um, when uh, a guy had gotten shot in the face with a shotgun five times and they deemed it an accident. He deemed it an accident. So this guy is like known for being a bumbling idiot and they called for his resignation. They went so far as to like take it to the, uh, the, um, the surgeon general of Arkansas at the time, who was uh, this, this lady, I can't remember her name. Um, And then at the behest of Bill Clinton, and the surgeons general of Arkansas, both of them were like, nah, he's a good doctor. We're just going to let him keep being a doctor. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's wild. I can't believe. And so Bill Clinton was, that's where Bill Clinton initially came in to the story was him backing up the surgeon general. That surgeon general who did not fire the, the coroner for Saline County um, ended up uh, once Bill Clinton was a uh, elected president, was actually brought in to be the um, Surgeon General for the country, for the for the for the nation. Beautiful. And yeah. So, you know, that doesn't seem suspicious. No, not uh, at all. And then there was this other lady. Her name was Jean. She was she put together a drug task force to look into it to look into this whole drug thing that was going on in Mina and stuff like that. Um, and the prosecuting attorney, the one we were talking about earlier that got arrested later on for selling uh, Xanax to uh, kindergartners and, and uh, Xanax to kindergartners shared him. Um, that is so great. they use their lunch money to buy Xanax. <laughs> Didn't you? I think everybody in Sheridan's on, is on free or no. reduced lunch now. 
Oh, so they used it for your reduced lunch card to buy Xanax. Yeah, that makes sense. The <laughs> <laughs> they um, they stamp it for him and they get some Xanax. <laughs> but they had she had she had uh, she got fired. Like they brought all these things against her because she was actually pr- uh, trying to pursue a task force to look into the drug situation that was going on in that area. And um, she ended up getting fired and becoming a school teacher. Like she was a lead prosecutor. That might have been like law school. That might have been like the best deal she could get. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So she could teach America's youth. Yeah. Oh. Well, Correct. I mean, the the well, best she deal was... she could get. Like they were like, listen, we're either gonna kill you uh, because we can't have you out here doing this, or you're gonna do this for us, and then we're gonna you can be a teacher. Yeah. Right? I mean, like I feel like there's an ultimatum behind that. I think she like went to like Michigan or something like she left like the whole she left the south completely yeah I bet she's she's running from something now she's a teacher that's where I would hide if I were running from something with a bunch of kids Michigan yeah there's definitely no I'm not gonna make that joke never mind okay moving on <laughs> <laughs> so uh that the, yeah there's a lot of witnesses that were that were murdered because of that there was like one guy was uh, slashed in the throat as he was trying to run away on his motorcycle. Um, there was another guy that was killed. It says killed by a shotgun blast to the head. No investigation was made into his murder, and his body was cremated before an autopsy could have been done. Yeah, that's crazy. That's insane. It's absolutely insane. No, no investigation. <laughs> yeah, he was shot in the head with a shotgun. Uh, What's pro- even crazier? Probably- Good. Is that um, this the the drug money that was running in and out, in and out, in and out of here was was backed by the CIA, so the the agency was actually backing this because they were using the money that they were getting paid by the cartel to allow this to take place, to um, and then they were arming the Contras um, to fight in uh, the Iran Contra. Um, um deal down there like that was the whole thing like the whole iran contra um lizzie are you you're from iran i'm not from iran you're not from iran no so where are you from my father's from iran okay that's fair another thing Um, that people don't know about her is that she is the first uh half iranian woman ever to date me and not uh, physically abuse him. Yeah. I'm pretty happy about that statistic. <laughs> That's a good milestone. Yeah. You should put that in a journal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Back to the <laughs> back to the conversation. Writing it down right now, Mitch. So. Thank you. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Johnny's got like 500 steno pads, and uh, so he just gives them out. Yeah. Yep. Um. But yeah, so so the the CIA was what was backing Barry Seal and got the whole operation going. And he's the one. The, the CIA is what they bought the airfield in Mina that he was operating in. They bought his they bought the house that him and his family were living in. Um, they bought him the airplane that he was flying. Um, and then they brought the Contra forces to Mina, Arkansas, and used um, Barry Seal's land to train them uh, using. Um, you know, our special forces teams to train them how to fight and shoot and do uh, offensive attacks and things like that. So they would go back and fight the Iranian government in order to, you know, get them out of, uh, get them out of power. Um, 
And that was all happening right here. And Bill Clinton, the reason he comes into all this was because he was the governor of Arkansas. Me too. And me, so me he too. was. Yeah, I was too. Oh. No. Um, you were the governor? Mm-hmm, I was the governor. Yeah, no, he okay. was. Sorry. Mitch, go on. I feel like you're making that up. <laughs> I just wanted to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. You've already interrupted me. Yeah, I was the governor at the time. Okay, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Please keep going. That's all. That, that's really all it was. Yeah. Oh. Because this is. I was hoping that most of this. I was hoping all that would spark a conversation. Well, I was trying to jump in somewhere in there, but you just fucking bogarted the conversation. <laughs> I can't look at you're not across from me, so I can't look at you or glare at you whenever I'm ready to talk. There's also no visual references as to when I'm going to stop talking. Yeah, that's true. It's it is really kind of difficult to do this over the over the phone. Um, I literally just feel like I'm talking to you on the phone. Like I don't even feel like I'm doing a podcast right now. Which I'm the worst. I hate talking on the phone. I can't stand yeah. it. It's like I would much rather. What do I have to say that much? I guess a lot because I would do a fucking podcast. Um, yeah hours worth of content yeah there was a uh there's a saturday night live skit that just came out where uh it was the father-son podcasting kit and it was their way to communicate with one another and uh so there was a point where like if things get too serious just interrupt with a commercial and then like, one of them starts crying and he's like and we'd like to talk about our sponsor skillshare let's think of let's think our first sponsor yeah you know what uh today actually or not today yesterday i met um quite a uh, like a handful of people that listen to the podcast it was really cool um but most of them i mean obviously most of them are from your from from your gym so it's cool to like you know you get to meet some of the people from my gym i get to meet some of the people from that are close with you from your gym and stuff mm-hmm. um but i just think that's cool like i got to meet john house um yeah i met another guy that i don't know who he is um but i met him and what did he look like to be honest, dude, I don't remember. Those tournaments are just so exhausting for me. It like it really just uses up all of my um what do you call it? Uh extroverted my, all of my extroverted energy because everyone's hey, what's going on? Blah 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 and you're like Yeah, I say the same thing like fifteen million times. They're like, How are you doing? Oh, hanging in there <laughs> like as I'm running to the next mat. And so You should just Always, uh, always respond with something that doesn't answer their question. <laughs> How's it going? I, yes, I <laughs> told you five times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the worst. Me and a friend have a joke about this, but the worst question that I can't stand getting, and I understand it's people's like good. Um, they're just curious about you know how I'm doing and whatever. But like, um, when people are asking, the first thing they'll say is, uh, "How's the gym going?" I'm like, dude, it's going the same that it went the last time that you asked me. Like, I what think do you that's want me to say? a pretty reasonable question to ask it someone is a, who owns a business. It is reasonable, and I try not to get like short with people. But but how often did people ask Sam Walton how Walmart was doing? <laughs> probably all the time. Well, nobody has to ask that because it's a given. Obviously, it's taken over the and world. And it's a given that, that Johnny's got an extremely successful school. And it... <laughs> Uh, I mean, look at me. <laughs> Johnny's living the life. Yeah. Everyone. Um, if you wanted to know. I have. We're recording out of our uh, uh, spare bedroom right now. So I have multiple dollars. We're loaded. That's, that's not a spare bedroom. That's a recording studio. Yeah. Oh, this is a studio. 
for sure i've turned it into a damn studio um now it's just like what different answer am i going to give like it's good it's yeah, going great. Like, just how, what do you want me to say? Like, oh, it's fr- I burnt it to the ground and I hate that place. <laughs> that's, how, that's a conversation starter. Yeah. It's just a, like, hey, how you doing? You know? I oh. get that. I try not to be too cynical about it. Yeah. But it's, when Did you I ever hear, tell you about the time? Go ahead. No, you go ahead and finish. When I hear that question 15 times in a it row. It triggers you. Yeah. I'm just like, ah, I'm tired of answering this. Like, let's, I understand that. Let's move on. But I understand. It's just people interested in my life and being nice. So yeah. uh, go on, Mitch. All right, dude, whatever. See you later. <laughs> Is yeah, Mitch that's with us? time I was at the, uh, huh? <laughs> you weren't there for a minute. <laughs> just left for like five <laughs> oh, I'm seconds. sorry. Anyways. Uh, I w- I'm sorry. I was getting a text message because uh, I'm, doing this via my phone. Um, so I was at the IBJJF Dallas open one time and I was wearing a gameness shirt. I was wearing the, um, 2017, uh, masters world championship GF team shirt that was sponsored by gameness. Mm, and, yeah. uh, I think it was 2017. Could classic, have been 2016. classic year. Right. Classic. <laughs> uh, and this guy walked up behind me and he goes, "Hey man, how's you how's how how things been?" And I immediately do not recognize him. Um, but just like what you were saying, Johnny, you know, when you own a school and and you're a black belt and you own a school and you have you know, people know you that you don't necessarily know. Yeah. Um, you you know just because you're one person and they are 500 people, right? And so. And I just assumed that maybe this was one of those situations where like he knew me and maybe I knew him too. Um, I just couldn't remember. And so uh, I said, it's going great, man. Um, everything's fucking awesome. Thank you so much for coming up to a complete stranger and asking me that. Yeah. And, and he was like, uh, well, he wasn't a complete stranger cause he for sure knew me or at least he thought he did. And then he was like, how are things at gameness? What? And that's when I immediately realized he did not know who I was. But he said, how are things I, going with the WWE, man? <laughs> but I get really uh, socially awkward where I don't like embarrassing people. And so um, instead of me going, um, I think you might have me mistaken for someone else. Instead, I said, things at gameness couldn't be better. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was like, man, that's so good to hear. And he's like, so ever since Mark moved out to California, you guys are just doing things around here now, huh? And I was like, yeah, it's a bummer to see that guy leave, but we're making it. We're doing just fine. <laughs> just and coasting like, through the well, conversation. <laughs> and um, and then he – like the whole time I'm panicking because I'm like he's eventually going to realize that he's talking to somebody he doesn't know. Like it, it's going to eventually happen where he's going to go – Fuck, you're not who I thought you yeah, were. He's like, hey, you're a fucking phony. What are you doing? You're a phony. You're, you don't work for gameness. <laughs> no, I didn't say that I did. You said I did. Yeah. <laughs> I just went along with it. Yeah, because I don't want to embarrass you in front of all these other strangers. Why don't you go talk to them now? And so um, I just played it off and I was like, yeah, dude, you know, couldn't be better. And I was like, we got a new line of uh, geese coming out. You should, you know, keep it out on the website. <laughs> And, um, you know, I was like, are you competing today? And he's like, no, I'm, I busted my shoulder. And I was like, no, I, I get it, man. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, uh, we'll he's like, are you competing today? And I was like, yeah, I am. He's like, well, good luck, man. It was awesome to see you. And I was like, oh, fucking thank God that conversation's over. <laughs> like at some point we were going to start showing pictures of our kids to each other, you know, you probably like, felt a lot since the last time you saw him, 
you probably felt a lot like um, I do right now that you're done with that conver- that story. Relieved. Relieved. <laughs> Thank you. Same. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, I, I feel you. I've, I've had a, we had a situation where actually I took Bob on a date to a fine restaurant. Uh, when a, was this? A Chinese buffet we have in town, Mulan's. It's, uh, Shout out to Milan's. Yeah, it's our first sponsor. It's the uh, <laughs> it's the sponsors. Shout out to the fine folks over there at Mulan. Oh my god, if they sponsored us, I would be eating their green beans all day long. I know you. Would. They're green beans, dude. They have the best green beans on the planet. I don't know what what I feel it is like about them. Of all the things you would get at a Chinese buffet, uh, like egg rolls or I know, uh, right? Yeah, any number of other things. That's what makes Milan so special. And I eat like dog shit. Like I eat like an eight year old. He like, does. If it's not fried or chicken or fried chicken, <laughs> then I'm not eating it. I don't it. ever. Like, I don't ever. Lizzie's see... like just trying to make you eat with like the airplane. You're like, no. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much. That's pretty well, much it. Wait, wait, I I don't think I've ever seen you eat fried chicken. Oh, not just like regular fried chicken, like. A drumstick or something, but like, do you, you just do like Cartman does from South Park and just eat the skin only? No, yeah, <laughs> dip it in the gravy. <laughs> uh, why? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I took Bop on um on a date there. Oh, that was like the first time I had visited you in Conway. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this. Maybe I had moved here. I don't know. I it wasn't. I, it wasn't like a. Oh yeah, we uh we met on Tinder and then. Skyped for years. We met on Tinder in like 2013 when Tinder was hush hush. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not telling. You're not telling fibs right now. No, I'm no not. Fibs. No fibs. We met on Tinder in like yeah, about 2013, the year that like maybe a month after I opened the gym, maybe two months after I opened the gym. Who goes uh, on Tinder looking for a pen pal? We, well, I was I, going back and forth between Fayetteville. So. Yeah. So like oh, your location matches you. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, I got stuck with him. She couldn't resist and swiped right. And then uh, she broke my heart and uh, didn't want to be with me for like a, a million years. And we moved on to other people and then we found each other again on Tinder. No, I'm just kidding. Again? No, not again. Let's go back oh. to what we were originally talking about. The uh, well, Mulans. Mulans. Yeah, more importantly... <laughs> Mulan's. Lizzie came to visit me. It was an actual date. We were like just going to lunch. Um, no, I think we were holding hands. So it must have been when I moved here. It doesn't matter. So we went to Mulan's. This guy that I barely know walks and, up to wait, me. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, this is like the first time I've seen Johnny in like four years. Yeah. And, you know, like we're trying to make good impressions of each other. And I nailed it. So we walk in the door, and I don't, I don't know. Johnny is like an MMA fighter. That's like this. Nobody does black belt, mm-hmm. extreme professional. What? It, that's, that's actually just, on my business card. Black belt, not, extreme professional. That's, that's not my view of Johnny. Like I've never known him like that. I've never even watched him fight. So this. I met guy, Johnny the same way you did. On Tinder. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense now. So you keep going. You tell the rest of the story. Oh, this guy walks in though. And uh, or it was walking out, comes up and goes, oh, Johnny Wester, jiu-jitsu legend. I was like, right on, dude. Thank you so much for that. I've never felt <laughs> just, so sick in my life. What a fucking bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like was shaking my head. I was like, okay, thanks, man. <laughs> my opinion of you changed. It should. 
Yeah. For the better? No, for, for the, the worse. worse. Definitely yeah. for the worse. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I was like, I can't believe I, I came back down here for this guy after these many years. and He's a fucking jiu-jitsu legend, and he took me to a Chinese buffet. In Conway, Arkansas. <laughs> I've hit the jackpot. <laughs> Maida would roll over in his grave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Elio, eat your heart out. <laughs> um, that was the quick recap of how Bop and I got together. The worst three days of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it really was. Yeah, it was. She actually left my house and said that she was never coming back. And then in uh, my heart, I was like, I can never see this person again. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely true. I also true. said the same thing after I met your parents, and um, now I love your parents. So yeah, yeah, things change. Like, did you you like left the house and you were you were praying for God to. Uh, allow you to be in a uh, traumatic car accident that would take away all your memories so you never I felt never like remember. I had already been in that situation. Wait, <laughs> which time? The meeting the parents or seeing Johnny again? Johnny was the car crash. <laughs> yeah, I you can the, accurately say yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Wester is, is a car crash. He is a car crash. He still is. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, it sounds like you're very understanding in a car crash. I think you just. Hey yo, <laughs> I see you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't you even don't, remember you don't who. Don't like us do a Thursday joke like that, right? Uh, oh God, I hate that band now. Honestly, like. I only liked that one album. I, I loved, didn't even like Full Collapse. I loved Thursday when they were a thing, and then now when I listen to it, it just makes my whole body cringe. I can't. That's I can't how I feel it. when I listen to any of your music. Yeah, we've got a negative Nancy on the show. We've got two album reviews to do today, actually, because we've put off the POS. and Both were incredible, by the way. Hmm, two to one over here. No, no, no. I'm on here to offer a different view. My, view's, my view's just different than yours. Doesn't mean it's you're wrong or you're wrong, but you're wrong. Mm, yeah. Okay. Uh. Are we going to get into that right now? <laughs> Is that what we're doing? Is that we're doing the album review? Um, I don't know. Maybe we should, we should leave the audience uh, um, well, here's, anticipating. Here's what we should do. Since we have two album reviews, let's do POS right now because we've put that okay. off for an episode. We had a whole topic that we were going to talk about on episode seven with, with Bryce, but you can't, you can't mute that, that TV no. show. Um, you got to let Bryce go, man. And uh, so we kind of ran away with that. Fly. Yeah, we had uh, well, I don't even. Oh, kicking and knocking. We still got to go over that one of these episodes. Um, so that's coming up. The the thing to think about. Somebody was trying to like, after having Bryce on, people were like, "Oh, dude, now you got to have like fucking Anderson Silva on. Like, bring in this dude, bring in that dude." I was like, "Listen, guys, like people do like hundreds of these episodes. We can't bring in." Like these hot guests every single episode, like Jesus, Bob. I'm not saying that you're not like a hot. This is why super... I'm here today, everyone. Yeah. You know how much money it would cost us to every Sunday to have somebody like that. Yeah. Well, it's just like people start like, oh, you need to have like this guy on, and oh, uh, oh, I can have I can have you call this person and have them. I'm like, dude, it's too like we can't do this every single episode. <laughs> like, it's gonna be. Yeah. Here and there, they're not all going to be winners, you know. We're going to have uh, some boring ones too. Yeah. Our ADCC episode, I think, was our most boring one, though. Oh, that was an abortion. I wish that we could go back and find a way to erase that one. But you know, I've had a lot of people that say they actually liked it. 
they like they like hearing us just banter back and forth and talk shit. You sound like a bunch of Fairweather fans, if you ask me. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know why that's true, but <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm disagreeing. Uh, okay, so POS. If I don't know exactly what that stands for, but I'm gonna imagine. I'm imagining could... it stands for piece of shit. I asked that's a few I people think. at work if they have ever heard of POS, and they were like, "Piece of shit." Yeah, and He's... I said yes. Oh, they thought you were asking like the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> right. And I said yes, and they said no. No. So nobody's ever heard of them that I know. He's yeah, he's very much a underground rapper. He's very into um, the metal hardcore scene. Right. Uh, the album that we reviewed is Never Better, which came out ten years ago, two thousand nine. Um, and I still think it's his best his best piece of work for sure. Um, I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to it in the car um last week when we were supposed to cover it yeah and um he uh the genre that he falls into um reminded me and, and you and i talked about this it reminded me a lot of uh flowbots um out of colorado mm-hmm. um flowbots were really big they they were kind of one of the well i don't know the fujis kind of did it too and stuff but um they were one of the few bands at the uh, at the time that were a rap group but used live instruments yeah and all of the tracks on uh never better i don't know if it's the case with all of the other albums but on never better were all um real instruments like uh yeah and you can tell like it mm-hmm. um real drums because i remember when i first listened all to it. it what's that i said real drums are being played which is like a lot yeah, of it and that was what caught my attention because um when i was listening to it i was like man if these are if this is a drum effect it's like the best drum effect i've ever (laughs) heard yeah he's uh he he got a lot of really good musicians for that and just he nailed i mean that album is just incredible uh never the title track never better is one of my favorite um songs purex is great i mean every every song on that album is just fantastic the lyrical content is incredible um my, I, I can't say anything bad about that album. It's just, it's insanely good. I've got a friend actually, uh, Keith Basket, really good friend of mine. I've known him for years. He lived in that house with me that I told you about on the first episode where we had uh-huh. the concerts and stuff. He was one of my roommates. Um, he does uh, audiovisual stuff and he got to do an interview actually with POS, um, which I thought was pretty cool. I'm pretty jealous of that. I agree with you on the lyrical content also. Um because, you know, anytime someone who is, you know, we on the on the episode before, uh, we talked about um, "Run the Jewels," and "Run the Jewels" lyrically still had your your common lyrical rap um, substance. You know, yeah. um, the topic of discussion was what you would expect from a rap group. Um, but POS, I felt was was not that case. Um, it was more of, you know, it wasn't really rap. It was more hip hop. But um, lyrically, it it didn't have the standard topic of discussion. You know, it kind of seemed like he was really hitting on multiple different things. There's a lot of um, like positive positive words. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to be, you know, kind of different in that manner. Another thing that uh, stands out to uh, what stood out to me at the time was that he was dropping 
um, names of bands using samples from bands like Fugazi. He was dropping bands like Isis, not the uh, terror group. The metal um, group. The metal group. Yeah, one I saw of my those guys in concert. Oh really? Oh man, yeah. I'm so jealous. That's one of my favorite metal bands. Of so all I'll time. tell the um, Isis is actually one of my least favorite terror groups, but yes, my I favorite it was Isis actually. No, it's definitely uh, Isis. Before Isis was Isis, there was Isis because it's named after like the god, like the Egyptian god or something, right? Something like that. I think so. Yeah. Um, they opened for. You ready for this? Yep. Tool. Ugh. Um, because I I know that that would be a power duo for <laughs> old Johnny Wester. Yeah. Man, that, that really just, two worlds just clashed right there. <laughs> <laughs> so they were opening for Tool, which I've given Tool credit for. They've always had some really good opening acts. Yeah, um, I've got to give them props for that at least. Because when Mike Patton was doing everything, all the side projects he was doing after Faith No More, um, a lot of Mike Patton's um, side projects, like Mr. Bungle, um, he had another one. Oh, I saw them open for him uh, in Louisiana. Uh, it was a really good band. My patent's amazing. But um, I was under the influence uh, at that show. This was years ago. Years ago. Mm-hmm. I was a civilian when this show uh, played. <laughs> and I got into an argument with my ex-wife um, because she was like, this band's really good. And I was like, you're an idiot because – that's just Tool doing a sound check. <laughs> and so the entire set, in my mind, was Tool coming out and just doing a sound check. <laughs> I had no idea that that was an actual band playing at all. I feel like I feel like you had the military not turned you around. You were a few steps away from being white trash. <laughs> no, I, I'm already white trash. Yeah, I'm already white trash. <laughs> yeah, like there's... <laughs> I was born that way. Nothing else <laughs> you were born in Louisiana. So exactly. There's that. Like, my mom had me when she was 15 years old when she dropped out of the eighth grade. No, right? no. Now I've started a thing. I don't want to go down this and find out That's, that I'm. It's the truth. Uh... <laughs> you know, sometimes the truth hurts. <laughs> I didn't. I <laughs> didn't mean to do this. <laughs> um, back to the POS album, Bob. So, what was your opinion? I want to hear. I mean, I appreciate it musically. I think it has a good message, and I think it mixes, you know, two different worlds of music together, which I think is is pretty neat. I don't. I mean, you don't hear that often. It's just not what I would listen to, but right. I, I mean, I can still appreciate you it. You can still appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. What didn't you like about it? It's just that style of rap mixed with like punk rock. Would you say? Yeah, hardcore yeah. punk rock. Yeah. I'm not into hardcore. I'm not into punk. So it's just. Yeah, it's just not my style, but like I said, I appreciate it. She doesn't understand. Like, I showed her um, videos of, like, Have Hearts last show, and then whenever they – I was supposed to go to Boston for – I had tickets to go to Have Hearts uh, reunion show. I'm going to cry if I start talking about this. (laughs) (laughs) Again. I didn't get to go – yeah, I wasn't able to go, which was like, that was like a uh, bucket list thing. Man, I was like brokenhearted that I wasn't able to go. But anyways, I was showing her videos of, the, of those concerts and she just doesn't understand like why it's fun to jump on people and walk on their heads 
and swing your <laughs> arms around and try and punch each this other. Like, this sounds like a game of Mario. Yeah. Walk on people. It, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should find like hardcore shows and sync up the Mario music to it. Do 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 and like somebody stomping on heads. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, they sink down into the mosh pit. Do 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 do. They disappear into the crowd. That's gonna be on the Patreon. We gotta. That's worth doing. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll look up some videos. <laughs> I'll get on it. Speaking of the Patreon, that's a great, great time to talk about that. Um, so I'm an idiot, and I assumed that everybody would understand that if I had a link tree link in there, which is like a link that leads to a bunch of other links, that people would understand that's where our Patreon is, and they don't. So I've got to add the Patreon link onto our all of our stuff. So if you've been looking for that, it should be out by the time this episode comes out. Um, that's probably why we're not making millions of dollars right now. I'm holding this back. Can find it. Yeah, I've been holding this back. I'm sorry. Um, but we have uh, Patreon only content out and uh, I'm about to release one of my stupid submissions from bad positions on our Instagram just as a little teaser. And there's some of it on the Patreon and I think we're going to continue doing that series just because it's fun and nobody else is doing it i mean there's nobody everybody has those moves everybody has those like ridiculous moves that work but like you're kind of you don't want to do because it's like shameful (laughs) and like the reverse chicken wing and uh so i'm here to offer those shameful techniques and there's only two people that don't want to see it and i'm one of them and who else there's one other person that said no Oh yeah, I'm with you. One other person, just just putting that out there. They don't want to see the uh, they don't want to see the uh, stupid submissions from bad positions. No, Lizzie doesn't. But the other person, I'm not gonna say their name because I've been trying to figure out who and the hell they are. <laughs> well, what's weird is like I'm pretty sure they followed you at one point, Bob. Probably not. Um, or you followed them or on, something. Mine on, mine's on private. Well, that's what made it so weird. Was like. They're following you. They don't have any posts. It's who I who I sent to you, Mitch, and I was like, I think this might be Roly. Oh, and yeah. Like, Nobody knows who that guy is. You're you're like that's that's uh that's not his name. I was like exactly why. That's it's nobody probably would one of your to fifteen thousand ex girlfriends that are like now. It could be. Um. And then me. And then you. Yeah. So that particular individual doesn't like those videos. Well, they voted no. They could have just been goofing around. They just want to hate on Johnny. Or they could be hating on me. I don't know. But I want to. I I'm curious as to who it is. If you're yeah, if you're listening, I don't know either. they follow me as well. Make yourself known. <laughs> My fucking series. You know who them. you are. Yeah, we know we know who you are. No, I I'm really curious because they like. Um, they've commented on some like people's oh, really? on not on myself, but on like um other people like big bjj people and i see them on there and then they follow like a small group of people that i know yeah that's kind of really particular this is a new conspiracy theory yeah this is the this is it Ooh, Ooh, that's good i like it we're gonna go down this rabbit hole follow the leads here i'm gonna get to the bottom of this for sure gonna follow the hashtags yeah oh that's a good idea we follow the hashtags hashtag follow the hashtags Uh, no because i agree this individual um also follows me and also follows a very small particular group of people that you and i share right and it's very localized but they and they they don't all line up 
Like right. the fact that they, they were, I can't remember if they were following you or you were following them thinking that they were friends with me or something. I think they were oh. following you. Um, and so that's weird because, you know, like the only jujitsu friends that I have are close friends that follow mm-hmm. uh, my girlfriend. And then, um, yeah, the fact that they're, it's just strange. Um, I've seen them all over Instagram and I'm confused. I don't know what's going this on. This reminds me of the Always Sunny uh, episode when Charlie gets a job in the mailroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> he starts going through the, through the list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a guy that plays drums synced up to that scene. And so he'll, when Charlie starts going into his rant, you know, it's like, and he started playing drums to it. It's hilarious. Um, anyways, moving on, we really dove off there. Patreon. Go <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon. Sorry, I brought it up. <laughs> yeah, you had to go there. Um, you know what triggers me. Yes. Um, our Patreon, yeah. So we've been putting out videos on there, and I think that the the stupid submissions from bad positions is just fun. We're going to keep that up. I think it's awesome. I think it's really cool. I was, I was telling you today that I'm jealous that I didn't come up with it because <laughs> I think there's something there. I've been joking about it for a really long time because I have some really ignorant moves that are just they shouldn't work and i've caught them on people and, <laughs> and it makes me so happy but yeah we'll we'll keep that up i've got plenty more coming at you and then uh so but we have this is another female episode we have a female on the show and yes, uh-huh. i am a female we have one patreon shout out <laughs> to give uh we have one patreon shout out to give uh stephanie nichols do you know who that is Yes. Uh, Stephanie tra- used to train at Westside. Um, she was one of our white belts and uh, really cool girl. Uh, she's a photographer by trade. Um, was really actually embedded like in the tattoo scene in Little Rock and stuff. Like she's That's pretty awesome. cool. She uh, she just came across the podcast and um, started listening to it and really liked it. So. Right on. I'm glad to see that she gave uh, some money. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, and so she'll be getting a patch in the mail. Um, I send those out at the beginning of the month. Uh, so we have to we have to order more, actually, because we ran out and uh, everybody supported us too much. And now, yeah. now we're in deep. We got we to gotta order more. So I'll be, I'll be sending – I send out all that stuff the first of the month. Does anyone Dude, ever – How cool is it going to be? So Go what? ahead, Lizzie. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I was going to ask, does anyone ever get like a T-shirt or anything such as... So T-shirts are expensive. Right. And so we just can't like... Um, what if someone donates like $100 a month? Absolutely. They would get a T-shirt? They'll get a hell of a lot more than just yeah, a T-shirt. Yeah, because they would pay for the T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> t-shirts are expensive. So like even the patches are a little bit too expensive for us to be given out at $5 yeah. a month. But... Um, that would be motivation for me. Like if I got like something wearable, like yeah. a patch, you know, I don't do jujitsu. I don't, you know, I don't participate in the sport, but like a t-shirt, I feel like is it's maybe like a name tag, a name tag, a name tag I can stick on my <laughs> or maybe a upper bracelet. bosom. Yeah. The, yeah. uh, that's the plan is we'll have t-shirts available and then through the Patreon content or through the Patreon, we can offer like a discount to the people that subscribe to our Patreon. So maybe yeah, exactly. you don't, you know, like yeah. you are, you are supporting us. We don't want you to necessarily have to pay full price or mm-hmm. something like that. Okay. Um, things like that. But the t-shirts are just, um, maybe if we created another tier that's higher than $5, mm-hmm. then we might do that. Okay. I just wondered, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know what else you guys offer. If you guys want that, 
hit us up and we can offer a higher tier that allows you to give more money and we'll have we'll have to figure out some more uh benefits for everybody but yeah we're working on t-shirts uh i've got a girl that's getting a direct garment printer sweet um so once she gets that we'll get the t-shirts going also we have we've been meaning to do this for the past two episodes we have a seminar coming up a rough and tumble podcast seminar in uh louisiana i'll let you go through that um yeah so november 23rd in sterlington louisiana at sterlington martial arts academy um joey one of our affiliate gf team affiliates is um is hosting it bringing us down um good dudes down there um it'll be a, a really really good opportunity for people to fellowship get together there's a bunch of cool teams down there uh you got a gracie baja team down there uh you got a crone gracie team down there um and of course you've got the gf team as well uh so it'll be uh it's open to all schools like it's not an affiliation thing it's it's a rough and tumble podcast thing so absolutely uh, i'll be bringing people down um, for sure from my gym uh we'll be inviting people from all over i know we've how how close is Sterlington to there's a whole state between Louisiana and Florida, isn't there? Uh, Louis, well, Louisiana is no. Um, yeah, there's our, uh, Mississippi. Okay. All right. I was going to say, we've got, we've got a listener in Florida. I was going to say he can come out too. He still can. Yeah. If he wants like to make that drive, but you know, whatever, I don't care. Do it. <laughs> um, if you really want to support us, no, uh, so I'm excited about that. That's going to be a really cool opportunity because like Mitch said, it's not uh, an affiliation thing. It's a rough and tumble podcast thing. So everybody's able to come. We're going to like, I don't like that uh, Mitch used the word fellowship. No, my, can I say something? Yeah. That, that triggered me. It did me too a little bit. Whoa. Okay. Well, I, I just went back to like my middle school days whenever I, I had to go to Wednesday night church. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why oh. would you guys think that fellowship meant anything to do with church? Because that's all that they that they call it in church. Like I, I hear my youth pastor in my head saying, OK, let's get together and fellowship today. Yeah, they, that's just the context in which I, I associate that word. And apparently Johnny does, too. Yeah, of course. Would. When I was brainwashed in the Southern Baptist Church as a child, <laughs> that was one of the triggers that they put in my brain. That's that almost I almost uh, found out I was a sleeper cell when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up! That was my trigger. Um, no, that word is just like ugh. it's ingrained in my. I also went to uh, uh, religious institutions from the time I was in you know first grade to the time I graduated college. So it's very ingrained in my. My vocabulary, yes. Thank you for that, Mitch. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> well, instead of fellowshipping everybody, um, everybody, uh, we're gonna have a good time. It's actually gonna—it's a birthday party. We're it's actually a, having a birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> the rough and tumble two and a half month birthday. We, the rough right. and tumble. We didn't think we'd make it this far at seminar. <laughs> yeah, our birthday the rough party. And tumble, I can't believe people still listen to us. And yeah. Seriously. <laughs> uh, when we were talking about, we really did dive into that conspiracy. But when uh, when we were discussing, talking about the conspiracies and stuff, stuff, Lizzie was like, "I don't want to go into blah blah blah." Like everybody already does it. And I was like, "I think you overestimate how much we actually dive into it. Like it's mostly just a launching point and a place for us to circle back to through our bullshit. Like nobody's like." 
oh man, I really want to find out more about the boys on the tracks. I'm gonna yeah, tune into the, that on their own. I'm gonna tune into the Rough and Tumble podcast, and they're gonna tell <laughs> no, me all that's about it. Obviously, not what I was thinking. It just felt <laughs> like it's so overdone at this point that I didn't want to like you know dig it back up. Yeah, but I, I can mean, agree with that. No, I, I get it. Like I get that. Speaking it's of a digging it back up, they actually looked to try to exhume <laughs> the body. They actually did dig it back up. <laughs> <laughs> all I do is I do enough research so that I can place a well-timed dick joke somewhere. In there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> I do just enough to get me really believing in the conspiracy theory, and then I stop there because I don't want to know the truth. <laughs> I, My favorite part about uh, diving into any of these uh, Clinton-associated conspiracy theories is how funny it is to hear the way that people have committed suicide. Um, yeah. <laughs> like shooting themselves twice in the back of the head. Like one guy killed himself by getting hit by a truck. You know, it's just like right. have you, weird have, stuff. Uh, have you ever listened to uh, Elliot Smith? Is that his name? I think so. Yeah. Elliot Smith. It sounds like a musician. Yeah. He's a, he's a musician from like, I think he was popular late 80s, early 90s. That might be the wrong time period. But anyways, he's like super emo uh, songwriter. I think I'm... Yeah, yeah, it's Elliot Smith, definitely. And he killed him. Oh, we'll have to look into it. But he killed himself in a weird, weird way. Like he did the whole samurai shove a sword through his really? stomach kind of thing, but did it like three times. He did it to himself three times? That's what the official ruling was i'll have to look into it because i'm going to botch all the details if you guys make me get into I'm this i'm impressed too much. If, if that that person out there did that that's... well the theory is that maybe his girlfriend had done it but you listen to his songs and you're like this guy would absolutely kill himself <laughs> maybe he boss. did the first stab the girlfriend did the second oh it could have been like romantic and cute yeah yeah, yeah. that's how i want to um I, I had a boss years ago uh who was from hawaii who was japanese and um Anytime he had one of so when they do when the samurais do that to themselves when they cut themselves open that way um, there's a rug that they put down and they kneel down on that rug and then they they do the ceremony mm-hmm. um, he had one of those rugs whoa and so um, anytime you fucked up on the airplane like it was like a huge dumb mistake that you never should have made mm-hmm. like instead of getting in trouble um, he would just make you uh, kneel down on that rug in front of everybody and simulate killing yourself nice. Wow. Yeah, I, I used to think it was pretty awesome. Like I was just like, man, that's intense. I be that. It was just seemed like it was such an over the top way, but it like it was. I just remember thinking like that's so much better than uh, getting in serious trouble. Doing, I'm, like, I'm just thinking like instead of like corporal punishment for children, like that's the way to instill complete fear for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. Kneel down on this death rock. But in kneel down in Mitch's job, it makes sense because. The no, decisions and choices, yeah. right, are like life and death. Right. So that reality needs to be needs to be made aware. Often. I think the same thing about children sometimes. Though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, like you, you talk to a child, and you could be screwing up the rest of their life. Oh, that happens a lot. Which is why I love my job. I get to screw up so many children. <laughs> I yeah. showed my nephew. Um, my I only know one coin magic trick. I actually only know one magic trick. Period. Um. It was one that I taught myself years ago, and I just really practiced it. I'm actually pretty good at it. And um, I can make the coin disappear and then, like, pop out of your ear. And um, Mitch, everybody and so, can do that. I can't do mm, that. That is not an impressive trick. 
It is. I'm impressed. See? You haven't seen the trick. <laughs> I've seen it only a million times, but okay. I, wanna, I can't wait to blow both your minds. Um, it's not as good as David Blaine, but it's close. And so um, I was doing it to my nephew, and uh, he it was he was mind was blown. I mean, he's you know he's like eight or nine years old, and uh, he kept saying, "How do you do that? How do you do that?" And I said, "It's magic." And like with the most dead serious look on his face, he goes, "Are you telling me the truth right now?" He's <laughs> <laughs> <was just> like, <laughs> "Yeah, I am. It's magic." Why don't you go fellowship with somebody? Go fellowship with some. Run along and go fellowship with your friends. That and potluck. Anytime there's a potluck. Oh yeah. That That's that a, triggers me. Yeah, I yeah. don't. You guys can't take that word. Come on. You got to leave us some. Potluck's a uh, fairly common term. Leave us. Who are you? Defending? I don't necessarily think potluck is is a trigger term, but there are other things like uh br- like brunch, like Sunday brunch, or like you know things that I would associate with with promise people. ring. Yeah, promise oh, ring. That's a big one. Were you ever given a promise ring? Me, I was. Yes. I've never. Yeah. yeah, Mitch, Mitch, I gave Mitch a promise. Oh, that's ring. True, yeah. true. Lizzie's never been in a relationship. Yeah, that's I, uh, true. <laughs> Still, to I, this I day. hated that promise ring too because, like, <laughs> I only gave her a promise ring because I thought it'd make her have sex with me. Yeah, I gave out a promise ring. You did? Uh huh. When no I was way. when I was seventeen. Johnny will do anything for pussy. That's true. It's yeah. kind of unreal. Yeah, I I rode a I rode in a Greyhound bus to Dallas one time. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, neither one of us are surprised. So it's impressive, but uh, I don't. Thanks for throwing me off there. I don't remember. Well, we were talking about trigger words, and oh, Mitch yeah. was talking about magic and. Nothing particular. My thought process, my train of thought is delicate. Yeah, because be now careful. you're thinking about pussy. <laughs> <laughs> See how easy that was. <laughs> uh, we were we were specifically told that we're not allowed to say that word on here anymore. Bob just the broke P-word? all the rules. Yeah, the p word. I think it's men. Men aren't men aren't supposed to say it. Oh, who I told, who say told it. you that? I'm, I have one, so I can say it. Yeah, one of one of what my do we students. Have to say? No, they. We, we, we say cooter. <laughs> cooter. Uh, we can say biscuit. <laughs> what? Uh, cooter biscuit. biscuit? No, just biscuit. You never, you never heard that? Or booger? Booger? Oh, I definitely never These heard booger. Are, booger. No. You never heard rednecks like, oh, I'm going to go get me some booger. I've never no. heard that in my yeah. whole life. I've, I've only heard one guy say that. centralized <laughs> to just your street. Yeah, I've only heard one person say that. <laughs> um, we, I had looked up like other words for. There's a website called Other Names for a Vagina dot com or something. Why don't like that. you just call it a vagina? And because uh, there's words like Justin Bieber, and that's another alternative. Why don't you just call it that? The old Justin Bieber. The old yeah. Justin. Give me some Bieber. Just give me the JB. Grab her, grab her by the Bieber. <laughs> uh, speaking of triggers. The biscuit one I'm not a fan of because um, you ever broke a biscuit open? It doesn't look friendly. Yeah. You ever broken a vagina open? Well, I mean, I've looked at one. <laughs> I throw up every time I see one. I don't understand <laughs> what the problem is. Does everybody else do that? <laughs> this is why I've still never been in a relationship. Lizzie's about to walk out of the room. Um, no. I'm used to it. So, it's like a fly. <laughs> you always throw up on your food before you eat it. Oh, God. We womp, to, womp, womp, womp. If we had sound effects right now. Are we going to edit all this out? No. Oh, God. Yeah, the, the only thing that's getting edited out is the thing that's getting edited out. 
we've gotten now where we're like doing the Bryce episode. I barely had to edit anything. And yeah, we're pretty well, much that was that now. was like, that was just on a roll, one thing after. Yeah, another. that was that was a great. We were really flowing on that one. I'm sorry, but I, as a guest, don't have any controversial things to talk about. That's okay. We don't need controversy. We'll create Good. it ourselves. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, You've already been controversial enough. I know. Mm-hmm, by being, being a female. Being a woman, yeah. <laughs> you see, she's on the same page as I am. She knows. <laughs> um, now, we've had a couple episodes where we just really found our flow, and it's kind of an interesting like thing to start like studying and like trying to get better at because it's just the art of conversation and saying yeah that's what we were talking about um where we said huh oh i just interrupted goodbye sorry go ahead what just happened nothing uh you just said you that's what you were talking about in a conversation no we were johnny and i were talking about before that basically these are just they're just mats from uh conversations from the mats yeah yeah you know like we have these I kind of conversations sitting against the wall. Resonation comes from is people, the same conversations that we all have, uh, that we're having right now, is the same conversations that are going on in gyms all across the country. Yeah, for sure. Um, ours usually involve a lot of a lot more like uh, mm, penis jokes, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we get in some weird topics on on the mats. I don't know. I think everybody like. After every training session, we're just sitting against the wall and bullshitting. I think everybody in the world does that. Did I ever tell you about the time that I, I thought that I could give myself AIDS? No. <laughs> no? So I won't tell the whole story. Um, it, it was I was by myself. Like There wasn't like another person involved. How old were you? Uh, I was – I think I was like 15. Okay. Yeah. And um, so, you know, when you're, when you're first discovering – yourself and uh you know i was That's i would when have you like were first mar- discovering yourself well it was whenever i first I, so i'd already discovered myself but the, but nothing was coming out of it oh, gotcha. oh yeah there's yeah. like that weird time yeah i understand yeah it's like you wake up one day and it's shooting stuff and you're like mm, it really was, was like overnight yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so um i was still kind of trying to figure this whole thing out like you know on a tuesday i went in with blanks and came out on a Wednesday with a loaded cannon and I didn't, I wasn't wearing a flak vest. And so, <laughs> and so I would, you know, I was probably, I would have these marathon sessions where like, I was probably just, I mean, I was knocking the reps out. Like I was repping it. Like it, I mean, I was pretty good. And so, um, I've been practicing for a while. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of times I'd have to go into the bathroom and, uh, cause it was the only place I had that was private. And then, um, I'd be like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, if I was taking a poop, I'd be like, well, I'm already here. He's already out. Yeah. Um, might as well knock out two birds with one stone. And, um, and so, you know, I would do my business and then I would take some toilet paper and I'd clean myself up. And I was like, like one time I almost wiped my butt with the same toilet paper that I cleaned myself with. And I was like, I was like, don't do that. That's how you get AIDS. Uh-huh. Is this getting edited out? Uh, nope. This is <laughs> saying in. Oh, because man. All I knew was that that gay sex made AIDS. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> saying that's what caused it now, obviously. This was my stupid, ignorant, 15 you know, year old young, yeah. immature 15-year-old brain. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so, but I, at that young stage, I had, I had registered that if you get any semen of any kind from anybody, including yourself on your butthole, you get AIDS. <laughs> you were done. You were yeah. done for. You might as well, your, your basketball career is over. <laughs> unless you got cold, hard cash. That's unless you got, unless you're blending up cash in a blender and drinking it with a smoothie, <laughs> yeah, you're then. done. <laughs> Oh, I've man. told that story before. Nobody believes me, but that was really it just the weird shit when you're 14, 15 years old that you think are real. Yeah. I've I've been thinking a lot lately about like the horrible, terrible things that I've done to people when I was a child. And then now thinking about if I did that to somebody that I would go to prison. prison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um one time What were you doing to children? Uh well, first of all, I was also a children. So don't make it sound like I was doing things to well, children. What were you doing? <laughs> I was doing things to my peers. Um, well, there was a new kid that grew that moved in. I've told you about this. There was a new kid that like moved into my neighborhood oh, yeah. one time, um, and I had this like little gang of my little squad of friends that Your we all cronies. yeah we all like ran around town and you know just hood rats and uh, but we didn't like this kid. He smelled bad and he talked funny and uh, <laughs> so. I stuck a little thing of bottle rockets in his pocket and set him off. That's so sad. I feel sad. Did you, I thought you were just going to – I thought that story was going to end with you saying that you put some bottle rockets in his pocket and then turned him into the principal. No, no, no. I, like, blew up his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> he was, like, running down the street crying. And that's then so sad. We never saw him again. Yeah, I, I can't was, imagine why. But it's, that's, and I wasn't – I mean, that was me being a bully for sure. But What's I funny wouldn't, is you said um, – you said you never saw him again. I have a feeling you're going to see him again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going to show up half a leg. <laughs> He's like, listen here, buddy. <laughs> um, no, he was okay. He, we, like, we saw him at school. This moment. But what, what I mean is like he went to the same school, so I still saw him. Um, He's okay. <laughs> we just didn't. Did you guys call him Rocket Butt? Yeah, we just weren't hanging out after that. Um. And like I wasn't, I wouldn't consider myself a bully, but that was a very bully thing to do. But that was also me figuring out like, I don't like how I made that kid feel or like, I don't like the way that that made me feel doing that. And at the time when I was a kid, I didn't have the wherewithal to go back and be like, dude, that was shitty. Like, I'm sorry. Um, But definitely did a lot of really shitty stuff. Pushed a kid into a rock quarry one time too. Like he died? No, he's fine. Uh, well, he he's dead now, actually, but um, but not because of that. Not because of that, right? There's a girl. There's a girl that actually slid down the gravel hill, um, and he was at, We were at the top. She's like, "Oh my God, save me!" And he's like, "Don't worry, I'll save you." And I go, "Yeah, you will," and pushed him down, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they both got stuck. It was like on super there. witty, though. Yeah, uh, and they're still down there to this day. Uh, <laughs> they're still trying. To, every time they try to crawl out, they're still, still trying to get out. Uh, yeah, no, those terrible. I got to a fight done. with one of my best friends on the playground one time, and he had his back to me. So I was like, "Now's the time to strike." <laughs> and um, so I, I, I like ran full bore with my knee in the air, and like jumped. I missed him, but all I could think about was if I had connected, that kid's drinking out of a straw for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, I had. Like, a... What the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> When I, was, I was aiming for his spine with my knee. <laughs> like I took a running start and like you had I a paralyzed like the poor fighter character. 
The uh, I had it. Yeah, I had one of those situations when I was in high school. I didn't get in a lot of. High, I was kind of like a scrawny kid. I got in fights, but I mostly got beat up. It's a good thing you filled out when you became an adult. Yeah, good thing I'm, I'm <laughs> swole now. Uh, you can, can you imagine me as a scrawny kid? I mean, just try to picture it. Um, just take your Wait, facial I hair you off. I was fr- until thanks. Um, I was big boned and chubby, not fat. I was waiting for my growth spurt. Um, okay. <laughs> I hit my growth spurt at like sixth grade. Um, but anyways, in high school, my best friend is sitting at a table across from me, or he's standing actually. And uh, this guy gets up, and he thinks, "Oh, he's getting up to leave." So he grabs the chair, and the kid sits back down and busts his ass in front of a bunch of girls. And he gets back up and like bows up to my friend. And I'm sitting at a table and I've got enough time to like think and plan out what I'm going to do. I'm like, this is my best friend. You think you're going to mess with, with him? And uh, so I get the idea that I'm going to jump off of the, I'm going to get on the table and jump off and put both my feet in his chest. And um, <laughs> and so like if he does anything, you know, because at this point he's just like up in his face. I'm like, if he does anything, if he pushes, I'm going to do it. And uh, so get, I have time to plan all this out, right? And so sure enough, he starts pushing uh, my best friend <laughs> and I run across the table, put both my feet in this dude's chest and land right on my tailbone on the hard tile floor and knock the wind out of myself. And thank God, like, it was over then and I didn't get fucked with for the entire year because they thought I was crazy. But dude, that, like, I almost took myself out. <laughs> it was bad. You just lay on the floor, just like, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh my god! You can't catch my breath. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much. That's pretty accurate. And then I learned how to fight. <laughs> but uh, yeah, have you been in any fights, Bob? Have you had any situations like that? I've never been in a fight. Were you ever a bully to anybody? Never. Uh, I remember pushing one kid down. In first grade, and then we became friends. And that's the only time that I ever was physical with someone. Wow. Would you say that you guys, um, after that, you fellowshipped? We didn't fellowship because he went to a different school. But Mm. then we, like, reconnected on social media years later. And I was like, hey, I pushed you down once. Oh, I know this move. (laughs) No, he's, like, married. plenty of fish. Yeah. No. (laughs) No, he's a really nice guy. Mm Mm-hmm. I bet he doesn't he listen to the podcast. You can tell us what you really think. I really think that he's a nice guy. That's fair. It's yeah. funny that you whispered that like you didn't want me to hear you. <laughs> like he wasn't going to. I don't want him to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I've been mean to some people. That's how That's how we, the, the podcast lets us express our true feelings. I feel about really, ourselves. I get anxiety when I hear stories like that. I just, I can't stand the thought of people getting being mean to other people like i'm always the person that wants to like help the underdog i do too and that's why it's like it stands out in my mind that i i had, I had done those see, things and i don't know you like that so it's like weird for me to picture you because you're honestly the nicest person that i've ever known as far as like a male goes mm. sorry to say that on the podcast so everybody knows <laughs> oh my god why don't you guys get married yeah i have a uh, reputation to keep <laughs> Also, you set the bar really low there if I'm the nicest person <laughs> that you've met. So it's just weird for me to hear you talking like that because I don't like that. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, like. Do you not listen to any of these podcasts? Yeah, oh, I, no, all we I've do already, is talk shit I've, about people. I've, hear, I've heard all these stories at least 12 times and then I have to hear That's them fair. on the podcast. So, yeah, I'm very aware. The, uh, now you're hearing them on the clock. Yeah. 
a lot of that too was like me trying to figure out I think I think boys in general just try to figure out how to express their emotions, how to express like I think boys have a yeah. really hard time with that. True. Cuz we're so, you know, there's even if like I was always told my dad always told me like some real man or a, a real man isn't afraid to cry. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, but the fact that you told me that a real man isn't afraid to cry makes me think that maybe real men don't cry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like the <laughs> fact that you tell me that makes me think that maybe those emotions aren't uh, okay for me to express or uh, those kinds of things. You know, like whether people realize it or not, like boys are li- have limited emotions that they're quote unquote allowed to express. And so trying to figure out that. What do you mean allowed to express? Well, like things like crying. Things like um, communicating their feelings, honestly, like. Wait, but but what what is that standard? Who's setting that standard? Are you talking about like parents? Uh, yeah, Jesus. Okay. Uh, just like society as a whole, you know, like parents do it unknowingly. Um, yeah, but I feel like a lot of television. A lot of that's you can blame changing. it on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I was born in 1987, not in 2019, where it was still. Well, I thought you were just making a statement, like a blanket statement, that boys. I am, I am making a blanket statement, but and things are obviously getting better. Things are different than whenever I was a kid. But mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like sticking up for all boys right now. No, I'm not. I'm just saying I don't. I don't think it's so black and white anymore. I don't think so either. I think the internet has allowed people yeah. to express themselves freely Absolutely. and yeah. learn how now to. Now we express have people eating Tide Pods, so. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That was last year. That was 2018. Yeah. But yeah, I think I, I just think that boys are, they have a limited set of emotions that they're, I'll say that they're encouraged to share or that they, f- that a lot of boys feel like they, uh, help me out here, Mitch. You think you feel like that? I don't know how much I want to get into this conversation. No, oh, because you don't um, have emotions? Well, because one, I was born in 1983. My dad was is a retired SWAT police officer, and I'm in the military. Mm-hmm. So I 100% agree with Johnny, but I don't want Lizzie to yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is where we need to learn how to express our emotions, I, well, Mitch. <laughs> no, no, no. I think that's a good point because I think it also depends on what's your influence. Yeah, so if, if you're influenced in that way, obviously that's how that's what your paradigm is. But if mm-hmm. you're influenced, you know, if you grew up with a bunch of sisters or you have a single mom or, you know, like bryce was saying on the last podcast i mean there's just you know it just depends on what you're seeing every day what you're surrounded by but i mean i i don't think it's it's just a blanket like this is what boys have and this is what they're encouraged to portray boys have a penis girls have a vagina right well sometimes i agree yeah we were talking about this the other day that it's a human it's a human problem or not the other day like literally two hours ago yeah it's a human (laughs) it's a human problem not a gender problem yeah and I agree Correct. with that. Um, however, in this particular instance, in this particular conversation, I do think that boys are looked at and expected to act a little bit differently with our culture. Um, an extreme version of that would be like in Latin America's very macho um, culture. In almost all other cultures. Yeah, yeah. There's Russia, mm-hmm. um, the Middle East, especially um, Latin America, like. And obviously, the, the, that's extreme versions of sure. What there we're is a there about. is a very real dichotomy between the gender roles that are played within a society based on your geographic location mm-hmm. and even religious 
you know, kind of to everything. Um, the U S is, and the, and Canada probably are two of the, uh, civilizations. I think that have be, are more progressive. Um, I feel like maybe like France and Germany. Well, I completely Euro- agree European with countries. that. Like Europe. Said, yeah. So we'll, go, we'll say Europe. Like you said, it just it just depends on what you're surrounded by. Agreed. And I, I don't think that just because that's what you're surrounded by or that's what's portrayed by society that that means that that's how it should continue. Agreed. And that's why yeah. I'm opening up the conversation for a different opinion. Yeah, I I can agree with you. Yeah. Um, I'm not I'm but, not saying that it doesn't exist or I disagree. I'm just saying, like I said, it just you know what you're surrounded by influences what you do. Right. So if you're if you choose to. Per- perpetuate that obviously that's what's gonna keep occurring mm-hmm. yeah the moral of the story is is like as a dude you, you just can't be a pussy so right don't cry um no that's not <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't believe that johnny honestly. johnny cries more than i do so i don't know how well that is not true story holds up that is not true i cried two times my dog almost died no he did not almost die dude there was blood pouring out of his asshole. Yes. If that's not death, I don't know what is. He had internal bleeding, well, but he wasn't he wasn't going to die. Internal bleeding. Did you hear that? That's like dead, right? That's what I associate with. And no. you know, you've seen Ali. Like this dog is insane. Yeah. And he was sure. he was laying at my feet crying the whole day. Did he eat a chicken bone or something? Dude, who no, Ooh, he ate. He ate a whole. Socks. He ate a whole package of tortillas. Oh, that's, that's what right. it was. Oh, so like cut I, don't, him up. I don't think it's the tortillas. We don't think that's that, what it was. He yeah. did that a second time, but it, he does eat like at least three socks a day. Me, yeah. He mm. and he. I know that he's eating mice outside. Oh, you do. For I know sure. that he brought a mouse to us, but he didn't eat it. I haven't. I haven't caught him, but he. I know that he's. That's what he's out there doing, hunting down mice. Yesterday, what what, wait, wait, wait. I want to know the second time you cried. Oh, maybe I over exaggerated. I don't know if I cried. Um, oh, but the uh, yeah, yeah, last night, Ollie, there's Ollie is my dog, we're calling Bubba too. Um, but there's a, a mouse that runs along the fence and then shoots up my gutter, like goes up the, the little drainage thing. And so, my dog, in order to catch it, tries to bite the whole fucking gutter. And just like cinches down on it to clamp him off, like no shit, just sense. bites down on the on the gutter and then tries to rip it off the wall. And I was like, oh my god, a steel gutter, and uh, that's this dog. But anyways, I cried. I cried then. I was a mess what is, that day. What is one movie? And this is a question for both you guys. What is one movie that you've cried at that you would rather not admit it? Click. What? What's click? A, what's click? With Adam Sandler. The Adam Sandler oh movie? God, <laughs> yeah. that's what comes to your mind. That's the first That's the movie. very first one, yeah. I was you on, didn't even skip a beat. No, like I, was on. I, I was on tour with, uh, oh my God. with a band called Only Innocent Die, and we were all like a bunch of hardcore punk rock dudes. We were all tough, and that movie just coming out came out, so we went to go see it in theaters. And, uh, and all of us by the end were like, crying and sniffling and we're all like i'm not crying you're crying i'm more hardcore than you are yeah <laughs> you're not core <laughs> and uh yeah i was click that's my movie mm-hmm. what's yours about um I'm, I'm gonna go a little further i i cry in commercials sometimes um oh, okay yeah i think it depends on the time of the month 
just to put it out there, but I, I, I don't normally cry, but I get into these moods sometimes where I'm just like, ah, yeah. and whatever I see, I'm just like, ah, oh, it's so sad. Or I'll get on Instagram and there's these like puppy ones where they try to rescue the dog and it's like a pit bull that's been like I can't watch rocks those. have been thrown at it and I just can't like it just anything that involves an animal or uh, the arms of an angel song I just it, <laughs> it tears me. Sarah McLaughlin fucked yeah. it up for everybody. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Midge? Um, my girl with Macaulay Culkin. Oh hell oh, yeah. yeah! Oh yeah. yeah! That's a good one. Mm -hmm. When he got stung by the bees. Because oh, he was going back to get her mood ring. Yep. Where's his glasses? He needs his glasses. Where's his glass? Oh goddamn! That fucking that got me. Yeah. I'm still. I'm crying right now. Actually. Like, yeah. Hold on. Let me take a break. Another. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> he needs his. She's like, he needs his glasses. He can't see without his glass. Oh, that fucking got me, bro. Another one that. Uh... I'll tell you one that I recently cried out when I was watching it. Um, it's. Uh, I just forgot the name of it, but oh. it it has a uh, Rosie O'Donnell. And I was talking about it with you. Flintstones. Uh, no. Oh, yeah. Flintstones. <laughs> yeah, I wish that were. What was the baseball one? Boys Don't Cry or Girls Don't Cry? Yeah. What was it? No, it was. It, it, was, has, it has Rosie O'Donnell, Christina. A League Ritchie. of Their Own. A League of Their Own. Oh, no. that's uh, I didn't like that movie. Who oh. else was in it? You said Rosie O'Donnell. Who else? Uh, Christina Ritchie, uh, Demi Moore. Casper? No. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the Rosie O'Donnell Ghost? show? That was a TV show where she used to throw the koosh balls at people. Um, nobody watched that? Okay, never no. mind. Uh, another one that, that makes me cry is... Uh, now the, and then. Now and then. That was like for girls, was for girls that was just like the coming of age movie. And oh, there's yeah. there's a scene where this old guy... Uh, they find out that this old this creepy guy that's hanging around the the cemetery isn't just being creepy. He's He's going there to visit his son and his wife that were murdered. And they used to tease him and make fun of him. And then they realize why he's there and what happened. And it's just like, it's really moving part of the movie. But that's that's the most recent time I cried. I hope that us describing these is making people cry right now. I'm crying. I hope so too. Mitch is crying. Are you crying? No. Oh. Yeah, well, dude. Give me a second. I'm about to tell you mine and then I'm going to cry. And we're all going to cry together on the on air. You have another one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. The never ending story when oh, a Treyu's yeah. horse dies in the... Yeah. Yeah. In the swamp yes. of, uh, of sadness. Swamp of sorrow. Oh, yeah. Swamp of sadness. Yeah. It That's was a swamp of sorrow. Something like that. Horribly, yeah. horribly sad. And was... he's crying, and then it makes you cry. Ugh. Yeah. Artex. Artex. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. his name. Yeah. Artex. Oh, that. Yeah, that's a rough one. Well, that's so a pretty good one. Now that we're all crying, <laughs> let's hold hands in fellowship. Uh, the only other one that comes to mind, um, and then we can. You know, we can get off of this subject, I guess, so that because everybody's obviously having an, uh, an emotional breakdown right now. Um, was when uh, the Land Before Time, when Littlefoot's yep. mom dies. Oh Jesus Christ! You had to bring that one up. And Ugh. he thinks that he sees her shadow, and he runs after, but it was just a, a rock. God damn that it, Mitchell! <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. I think that I think that pretty much covers everybody, honestly, as far as like. Uh, those yeah, are, if you don't cry at one of those, still make me cry. you're not a human being. If yeah, one of those doesn't make you, if you're a male and you are trying to get in touch with your emotions, go watch one of those movies and you'll cry. And then you'll... Or if you're trying to get laid, go watch My Girl. Ooh, that's and then in, in that scene, just let one tear, just one tear go down your cheek. <laughs> mm -hmm. You're done. You got it. 
We should so, have we should have a segment where we give out really bad tips to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> like just really really horrible ideas. Can, can I be on that one? So Absolutely. I can tell you if of that, course. that'll work or not. Well, the whole idea is that it would be horrible advice. Oh, so none it would of them never would work. work. Yeah. So then I don't. You don't need me. Well, you can you can do it too. No. What did what was your tactic? Oh, I didn't have one. It was just to tell you that you were going to be wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's her tactic. Tell yeah. me I'm wrong. And like I'm one in. of my goats moves to get laid by girls is I put gum in their hair. <laughs> <laughs> then then they have to they have to take a shower. One yeah, thing leads to another. Yep. I feel you. Somebody has to bring the peanut butter over put, to get it out. <laughs> that would most definitely then, then not, my dog gets excited. That would most See? definitely never get me laid. Peanut butter in the Without hair? Gum. Yeah. Yeah, Lizzie hates peanut butter. I hate peanut butter. Elizabeth. I think you can use mayonnaise. Oh yeah, you oh, can God. use mayonnaise too. Can you imagine just the smell of mayonnaise while you're going Mayo at it? hair? I don't think you'd. Oh, uh, I don't think you know, you'd be able to get it out. Yeah. Talking about like super super weird things that you do to get laid. Um, I wasn't trying to get laid in this situation. I was in the sixth grade, but I had a super hardcore crush on this girl, and um, it was also um, the first time that I had ever been. Um, who who was the uh, the movie producer that got wrapped up in the uh, Me Too movement. Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. It was the first time that I'd ever gotten Harvey Weinstein. Um, Wait, I you got, not do you got Harvey Weinstein? Well, uh, you know what? I see how that sounds now. Yeah. Um, you that's didn't, not what I meant. Were you a part of the Me Too movement? <laughs> yeah, well, I know right now I feel – okay. So um, <laughs> now I have to get to give the context. So – there was this girl I had a huge crush on in the sixth grade and um, everybody knew how much I had a crush on her. Like I, it was obvious. Right. Mm. Um, and I remember one of the, one of the, the bullies speaking of bullies, this is, I was going to tell the story earlier too. Um, like, I don't know where he's just like, Ooh, did you guys see that? Mitch tried to kiss her. And I'm like, no, I didn't. And they were like, yeah, you did. We saw it. Everybody saw it. Look at what Mitch did. They were calling me Mitchell back then though. Um, I hadn't started. I didn't change it to Mitch yet, and you hadn't um, made the move. I hadn't. Yeah, I hadn't gotten the executive decision yet. <laughs> and so, um, and here's the shitty part. So the teacher comes up and she's like, "Hey, what's all the hubbub going yeah. on over here?" Right? <laughs> There's a ruckus. What's the ruckus about? And um, this kid goes, "Mitchell tried to kiss her, whatever her name was." Um, yeah, and then the teacher like looks at her. Much. <laughs> the teacher looks at her and goes, is that true? And she oh. goes, yes. <gasps> no. None of it was true. Oh, that's horrible. None of it was true. But here was the shitty part. She had really bad chapped lips, right? Her, like, I'm talking like super bad, like where it looked like, um, it looked like she had recently been, um, removed from, um, human centipede. Uh, (laughs) it was really bad she was on the mouth to butt thing but um i tried to make my lips chap too so we'd have something to talk about wow yeah fucking crazy man hey i found this chapstick you want to share it i wasn't even gonna do that i was just gonna be like oh i see your lips are fucked up too like, <laughs> i don't know if you noticed that mine were like, as what? well i don't have chap lips <laughs> yeah I know. She's, thanks yeah. for pointing out my medical disorder yeah i have, I have eczema on my lips so uh we have a second 
we have a second album review to do. Oh now. yeah. Uh, this one was really good. I was super excited about this one. I like I like it. I have some I have some opinions about it, but I really I really do like it. Um The Menzingers, who I'm a big, big fan of, um, just came out with a new album called Hello Exile. And it's fantastic. It's uh so you get you tell me what you the opinion that you were telling me the other earlier about Bob. I so, want to hear not yours, Mitch. You shut up. I want to hear Bob's. Uh, well, I'm not there, so I don't I don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> yeah. I used to have a Elizabeth. <laughs> um, no, because she has a point that um, I agree with on this, and I think that you might as well. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, yeah, we just don't have the same musical taste, but right. that doesn't mean that I don't appreciate them. It's just when I listen to music, for me, tempo is kind of important for them uh, on their album. I feel like it's very it's very up, 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 and then up, up, up some more. And I think when I listen to music, I like when there's uh, when there's ups and downs, highs and lows. And for them, it's just very, it's very bright and very high. Mm-hmm. And although I appreciate that, it's just for me to like listen to it and enjoy it. It's very hard for me too because it's like uh, so. I said it's a mix between Cartel, All American Rejects, and Band of Horses. Like I, I hear all of those things in different places, mm-hmm. but. Um, uh, and for me, I like more indie rock, more folk. I like, you know, more of the blues sounding stuff when I'm listening to music. Like and there's just, there's there's just very jumpy. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I didn't think it was bad. Mm-hmm. Go but, ahead, Mitch. What was what was your opinion on it? As far as I'm concerned, they they wrote the quintessential American rock and roll album. Like, you know, as far as like modern American rock and roll. You uh, gonna you gonna you gonna take that from Jimmy Eat World? You think that here's you, the thing. Here's the thing, very that album super comparable, super comparable. I don't think so. Jimmy Eat World is more consistent because if you go back and you and I talked about this, if you listen to some of their other, um, their other albums, um, I think it was called, um, I, I can't remember. It was something to do with technology, falling out and breaking up technology or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that was almost a full the first the the, the first track on the album is almost a ska track, and then it goes right into uh, some other stuff. But I did compare them. To, to uh, Gaslight Anthem, um, vocally especially. I can hear uh, that. But Gaslight yeah. Anthem, huh? I can hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for me, whenever I'm when we're talking about these these artists, you know, and people are looking for um, comparisons so that they can kind of make a comparison, um, I would put them in the category. If you like Jimmy Eat World, you will like this album I, I don't necessarily think that because i really like jimmy world and i didn't see a lot of comparison there yeah. i'm just gonna it's be true. honest uh, and I, i'm a big jimmy world fan but it's I, I think there's a lot of differences there but i mean i can see some similarities but i think they're very different still but that's just my opinion for sure no and and i vocally obviously a, a difference obviously between uh jimmy world and uh and um Oh my God, I can't say their name now. The Menzingers? Menzingers, yeah. Yeah. Um, vocally, that's where the um, the Gaslight Anthem came in, like from the 59, uh, the 59, the 59 sound. sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I heard a lot of that in that record being influenced. Obviously, there, I don't think that they took influence from Gaslight Anthem because. Um, I mean, I think they absolutely they, could. Yeah, why not? You, 
You think so? Yeah, why not? I mean, like they they might have been listening to the Gaslight Anthem pretty heavy when they wrote that album. This is true. It's a great band. Everybody, you know, there's a lot of people that are into it, so I don't see why not. They could have been listening to Cartel or Band of Horses too. You know, like, I mean, <laughs> honestly, well. um, you hear those you hear those influences, and that might be your own influences, but it might also be yeah. stuff that they listen to. The thing that I think, um, so this album is not my favorite of theirs. I really liked it, but I agree that it's. Um, it's like 120 beats per minute, and it doesn't go below that the entire. Um, the well, entire that song Anna. Just, da, 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 da. Yeah, there is there is some slow. Yeah, Anna was a really good track off of that, and it was more slow. But I felt right. like that was an obligatory track. They had to they had to put in sure. a slow track. Um, now the I get what you're saying. So the way that I think about it. Or the way that I worded it, instead of the quintessential American punk, or American rock and roll album, I think the song uh, "America, You're Freaking Me Out." I think that is the perfect um, political song, because yes, for especially for right now, um, I'm not going to compare it to like things like Bob Dylan and you know those kind of things. No, no, um, I agree. Did you watch the video? No, I haven't. Yeah, uh, but the 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 song itself is. Uh, it really, it ca- I think it captures how people in the United States are feeling right now because the lyrics are, America, I love you, but you're really freaking me out. And I think oh, that's totally like agree. where the United States as a whole is. They're like, we love this country. We don't want to move out of it. We don't, you know, we've been here with this. We support this country, but you're really starting to freak me out. <laughs> you're we really starting to get weird. We became a product of our own devices in the sense that um, when it comes to freedom of expression, freedom of speech, um, I think we um, – and not, not, in, not, not in favor of censorship. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I think for a lot of years you had a lot of people who were less inclined to express themselves. Right. And so – We've developed a very open culture, of open forum culture. Um, I think it's 100% the internet. Like, absolutely. Yes. The internet. We're running into, I, I say this all the time, like we're running into the first generation of people that have only had instant access to everything they want all the time and be able to express their opinion in any way, shape, or form. With no time. repercussions. Right. Um, and that's the yeah. first full generation that's like grown up like that. Cause I grew up with the internet, but I didn't really, you know, we had computers and we had the internet when I was in sixth grade, but we didn't really have the internet. We didn't have smartphones until I was like 19, uh, well, probably like 18 is when I really started getting, you know, smartphone capabilities, um, that like what we think of now, but I think the internet, yeah, I think it's, it's really done a number on our country in particular. But uh, that album, I think it's great. Strawberry Mansion was one of my favorite songs off of it. Mm-hmm. The album... The title track was really good. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, the album, I haven't listened to their previous album because I didn't even know that they came out with that. But the album before that, Rented World, was like a really important album to me. And I think that one would be a better comparison to Jimmy Eat World. Because it's... yeah. It's a lot more pop punk, catchy, fun kind of stuff, but it's also it's got a lot more of the highs and lows. There's some very depressing songs on that, but still with um, 
a little bit of that Menzinger's feel to it. And so I think that album is is uh, their masterpiece for sure. But this album is definitely, it's another solid one. You know, like a lot like we talked about that Oso Oso album. Yeah. Um, it was really, really good and it was really, really solid. Oso Oso, I feel like had a couple more standout tracks. Um, this album is really good, really solid from start to finish, but it has nothing that like really jumps out at me. No, um, I would almost say if you took that song Anna out, if you took it out completely and just played it from track one all the way to the end, um, it would almost sound like the same song. Yeah, you'd have a hard time. That's that's also something that I noticed. It was like I said that everything was very similar, like mm-hmm. the tone, the beat, the tempo. It was just, and for me, I don't know the lyrics, and it's also really hard for me to understand what they're saying unless I looked it up. Yeah. So for me, it's just like la la la, la you know, just over and over. Yeah. The. So, uh... It's it's just a different point of view from my perspective because I I don't know you know too much about them. Just hearing them like right off the bat, I was just like, wow. I think they found a formula for success out of Rented World. They were like, this is how we write. Just like Nickelback. Yeah. Uh, Well, except they're writing good songs, uh, the Menzingers. Um, Nickelback, I agree. (laughs) I hate you so much right now. (laughs) Look at this graph. (laughs) Um, but I think they found the formula out of Rented World and they tried to carry on with that. They tried to like just continue the momentum of that album and it just turned into one big long song basically. But I yeah, can tell you this. I agree with uh, a little bit of everybody's opinion. If they were to if they came to Little Rock, they have um, they do. If they came again, um one, I would totally go see them and two, I think the show would be a blast. Like mm-hmm. That I think that album is is definitely a live show album because oh, of the energy. That. That's a really yeah. good point. Yeah, I hadn't even thought um, about that. You know, a lot of times when artists write these songs, when you're writing the song and you're in the moment and you're jamming with your band and you're like, "Fuck, this is a good fucking song," and then you lay it on on a track and it loses its depth. You know? Yeah. Uh, so the, the, I think too, it being a little bit more of a political album. Uh, might have some influence on just that driving, like uh, we've got to do something, kind of keep the yeah, energy going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that might be as well. I don't know how political all of the other songs are. That opening track, though, is nothing but political. <laughs> and sure. the thing that I appreciate about it is, though, I usually hate those kind of songs that are just over-the-top political, but they did it in a manner that is a little bit more subtle and a little bit more middle-of-the-road. Um, I mean, just the just the the name of it, America, you're freaking me out. Um, it is like very middle of the road. There's there's no fuck you one way or the other. It's just kind of like I love you, but you're freaking me out. Let's work on it. You know. Um, the video is um, an alien crashes on Earth. Okay. Um, there's these two rednecks sitting outside of a uh, of an above ground pool and um drinking beer and a re- and a ufo crashes in their pool and it's the alien and it's he's traversing the united states like getting freaked he's out an alien. <laughs> yeah he's freaked out and then slowly but surely however he buys into uh the culture and you know next thing you know he's like he's one of those rednecks drinking beer with you know like a daisy duke model yeah they have another uh, they have another album or another video like that from one of their albums that's like 
uh it's like a frankenstein walking around i think that's a pretty good idea for a video though yeah no it is i mean because imagine someone just from like the 1990s landing into our society today and being like what the (laughs) what the hell yeah they'd be like what all these women got jobs (laughs) yeah Equal pay. Women, women's had women had jobs in 1990, Mitchell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, oh, I was thinking of a different time. Yeah, it, <laughs> you're thinking of the 1980s. That's um, what it was. Yeah, <laughs> only ten years after we discovered the United States, 1970, <laughs> 1976. Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue. That's uh, 72. 1972. It was. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's 76. <laughs> 1976 history with Johnny. You're thinking of when they you're signed good, the Constitution, good, good, good. which was in 1976. Yeah, uh, Lizzie has Lizzie's running camera duty again because she's closest. And since I have 11 uh, devices up, I can't get the camera working. Um, but anyways, I think we've bullshitted enough. This is another two-hour episode, so um, a little bit slower this this time around. But since I didn't shout out all the ways that you can listen uh, at the beginning yet. You can, uh, we still need followers on Instagram. We reached our hundred and then everybody just gave up on us and stopped. So go follow us on Instagram, share, like review on iTunes. Um, you can watch or you can listen on YouTube. We're working on our videos so that you can watch all of those on YouTube. I did on Patreon though. I just released, um, the entire episode on video with Bryce um so episode seven that entire episode is uh on video on our patreon uh if you can handle my camera will only record 20 minutes at a time so there's some gaps in there um where we had to turn it back on but i put it all together on patreon so go subscribe on patreon and you can uh watch that when you search our name on there make sure you type in the rough and tumble podcast and that's how you can find us um i'll have those links updated and that's about it mitch do you have anything um, I'm here in Colorado for the next three weeks, so um, you guys will just have to bear with uh, the sound quality, uh, doing it the way we're doing it, and then um, I'll right. be home on November 8th, so um, the 10, 11, the November 12th episode will be back to normal. So We'll make sure that's a big episode. We'll do something crazy for that yeah. one whenever you get back, and Lizzie can fill in until then. Sorry, everyone. Sorry, guys. Um, you got to deal with that. We're going to have a special segment that I call um, arguments that I get in with my girlfriend every day. And that's going to be a good one. <laughs> We're going to do some live action uh, arguing on air. No, <laughs> um, it'll be great. Uh, no. So anyways, we also have the Spotify, Spotify playlist that we'll be putting um, some of our favorite songs from both the POS album and the Menzingers album on there. Um, but I think that's about it. So uh, we'll see you guys on episode 9 and thank you guys for all the support as always talk to you later yeah